Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Where Podcast, episode 102. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my left. He is the Pinoy powerhouse, the most handsomest man alive, Byron Pagdalao. And also joining us round out the crew, we have the tenth wonder of the world, the puncher of walls himself, Ticklish himself, Richard Garcia. What's going on, everyone? How's it going? Oh man, I uh It's been rough. Quarantine has not been uh it's not been fun. Uh especially when it comes to wrestling. Like I just have no will to watch. I I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I haven't watched anything this week. I watched a little bit of Raw and that was about it. Oh yeah, it is. It makes it tougher because you can tell they feel it too. It's like uh, it's and everyone's on the quarantine hangover, but it's not even a hangover because it's still going on. Yeah, so it's like the party that's lasting way too damn long. You know, I feel like they're just running in place right now, just kind of stalling, waiting for this to blow over till they can start maybe putting out regular storylines again. Yeah, and we all can't wait, and we miss the crowd as much as like Smart Marks annoy the shit out of all of us, especially myself too. Yeah. Like. I miss the, the the universes and, you know, they kind of help us gauge on what's going on because they're there firsthand. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the crowd definitely adds an element to wrestling that I didn't know that it needed. Um, <laughs> I thought, oh, we could just watch guys wrestle. That's fine. But, you know, in front of nobody, it, it looks really awkward, especially because these guys are all taught to, like, work towards the, the cameras and, like, pose for the audience. And they're still doing it, but there's no audience there. So it just looks really weird. Right. And you can't tell what what actually works, what, you know, heat works. So, yeah. Um, how you doing in all this, Dicky boy? Hanging in there, just taking it day by day. Are you all tired of cooking yet? I'm fucking so tired of cooking, man. Cooking and dishes is like the number one most annoying thing in my life. I've actually been losing weight, not eating out. Uh, so, like, I'm Good. down like 10 pounds already. Damn, that's Good a grid. Yeah, we got a we got an elliptical now, too, in the house. So. I've been using Dude. that, you know, just trying to not gain more weight and try to actually lose. I want to lose like 50. That would that's be possible. that's my goal. Especially how long this shit's going to be. I've uh, been right. eating nothing there but chicken and fruits and veggies. And yeah, it's fun. It's not fun, but, you know, I'll have a cheat meal here and there. Today actually is the day that I'm going to go to. Uh, we're going to go to Philippe's in uh, downtown. They, so that's going to be the cheat out? meal. Yeah, they're open for takeout. Yo, I when I used to eat meat back in the day, I remember I went there. It's literally just the bread, <laughs> the meat, and a like I think it was a pickle. Yeah, the, yeah, that that's all I want, dude. You got You got to get it double dipped. I don't know if if people that are listening that haven't been to Philippe's, you come to LA, you go to Philippe's because that's the that's the place you got to go. If you like a good roast beef sandwich, they have lamb sandwiches that they. Oh, it's so good! I can't wait. I'm excited. Damn, the line's probably out of control too. I know. I, I don't know if I have to order in advance or not, but. We'll see. I don't know. I drank a lot of White Claws last night, um, so that was that was my Friday night. Saving a lot of money, not going out as much, which is nice. Sure. A $30 bar tab is like a big-ass bottle of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on top of that, I started doing a, a uh, in Instagram Live uh, sh- weekly show. Um, catch me on my Instagram at It's Me A3K, uh, where I just make a sandwich, and we talk, and it's fun. That's awesome, um, man. So... First week we did uh, just a straight up ham and cheese sandwich, nothing, nothing special. Get to the basics. You know. uh, second episode we made a grilled peanut butter and jelly. Grilled. And grilled. 
So you grill it after you put it together, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, just like a grilled cheese sandwich, but with peanut butter and jelly on the inside. And then uh, people that were watching wanted to see another sandwich, so I busted out some bananas and bacon, and we made an Elvis Presley grilled uh, grilled sandwich. That's the best kind, dude. Peanut butter, banana, and bacon. Uh, it was really good. That's that's kind of a cheat meal, but you know I don't eat all of it. Well, that one I ate all of it. So, <laughs> yeah. What kind of peanut butter? Crunchy or smooth? We went. I went smooth on on the peanut butter. Crunchy. I should have. I wanted. I want to experiment with a crunchy eventually at some point. But uh, every Tuesday at eight o'clock, I am on my Instagram live doing making a sandwich. Tune in, guys. Sandwiches it's, are always a good thing. The show is called A Sandy with Andy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or. Um, I if I do change the name, I want it to be like a, a Sandrew with Andrew. I don't know something, something you know that rhymes, but whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got to get into the show, guys. Um, but before we do that, you know we got to give it up to our sponsors. We got to give it up to our friends at lapelya.com. If you're ever the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com. Use our promo code Put Me Over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you get twenty percent off your entire order. Also, go make go make sure you check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Uh, tournament notifications are currently running a coronavirus sale, so definitely go check out their web store. They just dropped that bad, bad booking T-shirt. Uh, that Bret Hart Excellence is my execution shirt. Um, so definitely go check out both of those hot new designs, and then go check out all their old designs too because they're also fire as well. Uh, you like the Circle Jerks and Roddy Piper? Well, they have a shirt just for you. So make sure you go check them out. Also, go make sure you check out our web store. New designs are on their way, uh, but until then, you can look at all our old stuff. Uh, PutMeOver.com for all of your PutMeOver merchandise wants and needs. We got hats. We got stickers. We have koozies. We have uh, cell phone cases. Uh, we have a little tote bag. So when you go to the store, you can put your groceries in a PutMeOver bag. Really appreciate it. really puts the show over. And you'll put yourself over in public. So definitely go check that out. Uh, use a code. Promo code Kofi Forever. That's Kofi, the number four, and ever for twenty percent off your entire order. Act now. Supplies are limited. Ah, ooh, I like uh, Byron. We're, we're in a Zoom call right now. We just we can just change our backgrounds whenever we can. And Byron just posted a classic picture of Rodman in the NWO. Have you guys been watching the uh, the uh, what's it called? Uh, Last dance. The Last Dance. Last Dance. Yeah, it's so damn. Yes. Good. Ooh, so man, damn. it is so Everybody good. It brings uh, back. ESPN uh, outdid themselves with this documentary. Uh, they went I, big. I, I caught up as of Tuesday, and wow! Uh, even if you're not a basketball fan or a Bulls fan, it is worth watching. It's worth checking out. It just uh, reminds me of the '90s so much, and like how, how I was in a basketball like pretty bad when I was in the '90s. So like, especially like '90, I want to say like '96. Uh, that's when like everything was was basketball for me for a while. So. Uh, to see this, I'll replay again. I want to see if they talk about Rodman going and fighting in WCW during the finals. I hope. I hope. They have to, right? They, they didn't mention it uh, on the Rodman segment, which was what? Uh, episode three? They didn't mention anything about him, his WCW stint, but um, it is 10 episodes long, so maybe they will have mentioned it down the road because um, during part of that last dance, Carl uh, Malone was a big factor uh, as far as uh, the Bulls' path to winning a championship. So they have to talk about um, how they were uh, connected on the court and off the court, especially with WCW. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Rodman, you know, walked out of practice to go shoot Monday Nitro and fucking uh, Phil Jackson was pissed off at him, that has to be talked about, I think, on the show. Man, he's so, the man. What a 
motherfucker. Yeah. He, I mean, come on. He went to Vegas for 48 hours, <laughs> came back, and he he had to get dragged out of his apartment by Jordan because he... He said he needed a break, and Jordan was like, need a break. motherfucker, I need a break. Here, <laughs> <laughs> your ass. I'm Michael Jordan, man. Hey, what do you guys think is... This is the hardest question. I um, I know my answer, but there's not really one. But who is the Michael Jordan? Like, now that you see behind the scenes of, like, his quest to be the best, um, who's the Michael Jordan of wrestling? It's really hard, huh? That's hard. Um, because there's there's two people, obviously, that make make a match. Um, right. So, like, narrow it down to, like, one person. I would say I would say Austin. Oh, that's a good one. Because he, he was pretty cutthroat, too. Yeah, and, like, he... he put the company on his back he did it all kind of like there was players around him obviously in the attitude era but the focal point was austin so i would go austin he saved the company single-handedly that's true because there were pioneers but he took it to the next level yeah that's a good that's a good call austin's a really good call what about you i don't know because uh the the thing with jordan was he was is a -a once-in-a-lifetime player and the way he revolutionized the game, the way he revolutionized um, not only just the game, but also with um, with how with endorsements, and wow. he became like a brand icon. Um, that's it's really tough to say with professional wrestling who would be the equivalent. And then on top of that, you know, as, as you guys mentioned, real you know, wrestling is a two man is a two man dance. You need to have a partner who can be. Uh, to, to lead the dance, to lead the uh, matches as well. So it's kind of hard to say who it is in particular who, who might have, like, the, the skill set that would be considered, like, one of the best of all time. I don't know. I mean, I can't really – it's hard to narrow it down. I don't think I can give you guys – it's it's really hard. I don't know. I mean, in terms of skills probably, I mean, you could look at maybe, like, a Ric Flair. Like, I mean, I would say maybe Flair in the 80s just because how, how he was in the ring, how he would carry people – um, from like your Ronnie Garvin's to your uh, Ricky Steamboat, even though Ricky Steamboat was great in his own right, to Sting, to Lex Luger, uh, he made those guys better around him. And um, this Flair, like the way that he established himself as like you know th- this over the top personality, this larger than life figure. Yeah, Flair's actually a really good answer too. Yeah, Flair's really good. Skill wise, yeah, you're right, and branding. No one brands better than fucking Ric Flair. Dude, 30 years later, pe- people are still quoting him, you know? He's the Hip-hop artists are influenced by Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Ric Flair drip. Yep, yep. What about you, Byron? Who do you feel? You're going to say Flair's someone marked like Hogan good. or something. But, like, to make, the, to make it global, Austin is pretty good. Austin is a good pick. But just to be different, I would say... Hulk Hogan, just because he's, I knew it. you know, <laughs> it's got to be Hulkster, it's baby. Be this guy right here. My man, he made it mainstream. His Space Jam was no holds barred. Not not quite as good as Space Jam, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say Hogan just for his huge, like, notoriety and his uh, main pop culture, um, you know, just his effect in the world, I guess. Yeah, I mean. And then, I'll oh, go ahead. I mean, Hulk Hogan was. Everyone, everyone knows who Hulk Hogan is, yeah. whether you watch wrestling or not. And I feel like that for Michael Jordan, people that didn't watch basketball knew who Michael Jordan was. You know, right, right. I could see that as, yeah. as a brand name. I, I would, I would agree with you. Um, 
also another thing to consider is uh, how many people were influenced by by Jordan's game. I mean, you look at um, the most prominent example being Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe Bryant shaped Kobe. his game to be just like Michael Jordan. Um, right. Rick Flair, a lot of guys influenced how they wrestled by Flair, Triple H in particular. Shawn Michaels. You look at Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Actually, Shawn Michaels could be a good choice too because everybody now, all the mid-level size guys now are all descendants of Shawn. Everyone in NXT is, is influenced by Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels Federation pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm influenced by Shawn Michaels in my day. <laughs> yeah. See, everybody. Right. Well, with that being said, uh, we got, we got some news to talk about. So without further ado, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. Take it away, Dick. Got some things to talk about guys. Um, you know, other than, the um, the last dance um, this past uh, this past this upcoming Monday, I should say, um, Florida is going to be opened up little by little. Uh, Governor DeSantis uh, did issue a statement guiding uh, some type of outline as far as how they're going to open up. Uh, it appears that restaurants and open spaces are going to be operating at twenty five percent capacity. So, what does this mean with wrestling? Well, um, it's rumored that well, we we know already that WWE is already filming shows in Florida, and it appears AEW is going to follow suit. Um, they did have a, a very large uh, collection of tapings that was going to last well into um, double or nothing. So they're going to go ahead and start filming again at uh, Daily's Pace in May. So as far as this goes, and also not to mention UFC as well, because UFC is going to also be filming in Florida. Could this lead the way with having a live attendance in Florida um, it, as early as June, perhaps? And uh, maybe that's something that not only that the governor wants to have, but also maybe with... Um, WWE and UFC getting some sort of live attendance in there because let's face it, watching these shows, especially the WWE shows without intent, without fans is, is definitely different. It's yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're not there yet. I feel like we still need a little bit more time to make sure that, you know, we have this virus in check. Um, it's only going to take another outbreak for us to be back to square one again and even tighter restrictions. Um, I say let's not rush it. I mean, if they want to run shows, go back to the roots. Go go do like uh, some American Legion halls or like some basketball gyms or some shit like that. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a way to keep a small amount of people have a have a crowd, but have it be in a small building. It's it's gonna be I don't know because six like, feet apart. Even if you do it in a small building, everyone's gonna be crammed in. And how are you gonna and, and how are you gonna enforce social distancing rules? Like six feet apart in a in a Legion Hall is going to be very difficult. I mean, it, it might be easier doing it in a, in a bigger arena that could fit maybe like 1,200, 1,500, 10,000 people perhaps. Well, especially if something something big happens, you know, what do you, what's your first instinct? You want to high five and hug and like, you know, be around people, react. Um, I, I don't need to be able to do that really. Well, you could, but you might get sick. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's going to be... I remember when we went to WrestleMania, Dick, when Seth Rollins made his cash and me and you were hugging each other. We almost made out, um, but we, we held <laughs> off for a little bit. But we were going ape shit. I was running up and down the stairs. Ah, it was it was crazy. Damn, man. That's crazy. It's gonna, be diff- it's gonna be different, especially if, you know, this is like phase one of sports coming back to America. Because uh, right now, this is the guinea pig. Uh, you know, MMA and uh, WWE, 
we're the guinea pigs to see whether or not if sports can even thrive, let alone function in a, in a COVID America society. So um, let's see how this goes. And then if it does work out, then you can see perhaps baseball, basketball, maybe coming to Florida or even other states and then with a limited capacity. But like you mentioned, Drew, like the whole idea of sports, like, you know, it's whenever fans cheer, like whenever there's a goal scored or touchdown, you know, fans would high five, hug. I mean, it's going to be a lot different now. I mean, I, I mean, definitely, it's going to be it's going to be real interesting going forward if that's going to be the case. What are they going to do with kiss cams? Are the kiss oh, cams going to be a thing anymore? That. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, the whole the whole environment has changed. <laughs> but um, like like the governor of Texas said, um, he was like, "You guys go to the grocery store, right? So as long as and you know you do, so you're 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 still kind of." exposed to all that as long as you're practicing safety measures i think it's okay i yeah. guess but ugh, who knows this shit's so unpredictable hopefully we get a grasp on it and like have some sort of remedy soon i guess but all i know is i don't want to be in like close proximity at least when i go to the grocery store everyone like maintains their distance and like no one's like but i don't want to be surrounded by people that are like leading these protests that are saying this is all a hoax and like this is all because of 5G for some reason. Right. I don't know, man. I don't want to be around those people because those people haven't been safe at all. No, absolutely not. Um, but, you know, people, they're going to believe whatever they want to believe, regardless of uh, the facts that are surrounded uh, by them. Yeah. I, and those I, guys, I, those guys who are protesting, I'm pretty sure um, a good amount of arresting fans. So, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got, Dick? So uh, we'll see how that goes with Florida. Um, Florida is going to be the guinea pig coming up. Um, WWE did announce uh, more releases this uh, this past week. Uh, three. It's actually not as much as uh, Black Wednesday a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. The most prominent names, oh, actually, the most prominent name being Kane Velasquez uh, being released. <laughs> um, it, he wasn't even there for a whole year. Dude. <laughs> He made yeah. his Saudi money, get, did the job to go to Brock Lesnar and said, all right, I'm out. That's essentially uh, it right well, they, there. They probably um, paid him way too much money in the beginning, obviously. Right. Um, and then they're like, oh, shit, we can't afford this contract anymore. We got to get rid of this guy. But for him to just come back for, you know, one match, not come back, but come in for one match, didn't really speak. His promos were really, really bad. Um, there was no seasoning on the guy. Um, I don't know. It's a big name he, to he, lose, but to cut him, he clearly wasn't ready. He no. clearly wasn't ready for WWE. He's more of an NJPW guy. Like put him out there uh, with like a like a mask. Right, he's not a WWE like your prototypical WWE star. He didn't have a lot of charisma, and his body was not WWE. Weird, body. weird body, man. Or heavyweight, especially. You know, you're supposed to be bruising. Yeah. he it just wasn't a fit, I guess. Uh, but well, yeah, well, I got- mean, you're absolutely right about his body not being um, cosmetically um, suited for WWE. You're absolutely right about that. I'm sure Vince um, took a look at him. He did wrestle in like- AAA for a little bit, and from what I saw, it seemed like he was he was doing all right. Um, but of course, a AAA style of wrestling is going to be a lot different from the WWE style. Absolutely. What do you think the odds are that Vince looked at his body and was like, "All right, this isn't going to last long." I'd say Vince about is probably pretty oh, high. Go ahead, Brian. 
I think it's pretty high. He, that's part of the case. And then when you hear him go on the mic, it's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> abort, 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 abort. Um, but I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I was I was shocked to hear that Gerald Briscoe got furloughed in quotation marks. Um, he's been with the company. I, I feel like there's just they're letting go of people that have been loyal to the company for so long. It's it's kind of it's kind of upsetting to me. Right. And yeah, you're right. And Briscoe's been like there for a long time since the 80s, and uh, he's was a very prominent part of um really of vince trying to expand nationwide um he him and his brother uh jack they were uh shareholders for uh championship wrestling in georgia and when they sold their stakes to vince that's how vince got on tbs for a little bit and um the black saturday segment with um with with uh, wwe where the ratings just tanked forced vince to sell it back to um to the shareholders for a championship for a Georgia championship abort, 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 abort. Yeah. It just didn't <laughs> work out, but um, he was there in the eighties, obviously in the nineties. Well, a lot of us remember him more famously as being one of the stooges uh, with him and Patterson uh, when Vince McMahon was starting to create the Mr. McMahon character. Yes, sir. Mr. Uh, McMahon. Yeah. Classic. And, uh, classic. I mean, he was a hardcore uh, he was champion. There. I mean, he, he, he did everything. <laughs> he was a goon. <laughs> Oh, man. And then the axe man got the axe. They really they botched him from the beginning, though. I feel bad for Curtis Axel, uh, Michael McGillicuddy, Joe Henning. It's right there. It's Mr. Perfect Son. Make right. Mr. Perfect Part Two. I mean, it's right there. Um, but they, they chose to go a different route, I guess. Um, the thing, the thing with uh, with with uh, being the son of a famous wrestler is that you got to live in the shadow of uh, that person. And um, for for Joe Henning, it was going to be tough. I mean, they gave him so many characters with, the, with to to give him. I mean, they, was it Michael McGillicuddy? That's what he came in first? as. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, why that name? That's not a. They, that screams low mid card to me. Yeah. It was a it was a bad name. It was a bad idea. And then they put him um, with Heyman. I mean, I mean, I understand why they did that because they wanted to differentiate him from his father and have his own legacy. But they, the Michael McGill Clay name was just doomed from the beginning. Yeah, and then they put him with uh, with Paul Heyman. They changed his name to Curtis Axel, which is like a a re a re uh, repackage of uh, his dad and his granddad. Um, and that didn't that didn't go anywhere. He was IC champ for a little bit, and again, that didn't go anywhere. And now here he is finding himself without a job. They haven't done anything with him in so long. They, he had the B team for a little while. Um, oh yeah. We were on. I was high on that. I was too. I but you could only do so much with what they were, um, with, with how they were portraying them. Yeah, they were just a comedy. You know, they were only going to be a job comedy duo for so long, and then, you know, it's going to run its course. But he can wrestle. He's actually really proficient in the ring, and I'm excited to see. Go to Japan. I I would say I could see him going to Japan and like re reemerging. I think Vince Vince probably looked at him and he's like, "What's that scar in your belly? Uh, it's my <laughs> appendix, sir. I had it removed." Oh God damn section. God damn it. Who hired this guy? <laughs> oh, what doesn't hilarious. help is that he's 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 in his he's he's in his forties. Oh, he is uh, he? that's gonna be he's forty. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's gonna be tough for him to find I mean, let let alone it's gonna be tough to find work right now given we're in the middle of a pandemic. But as uh, a guy in your forties, it's you know, even 
if it's even if we're not dealing with a pandemic, it's going to be tough for him to find um, work after that. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I've already seen uh, Cody Rhodes already shoot down the idea of bringing in Heath Slater to uh, AEW. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, someone asked him on Twitter if they were going to if AEW would hire uh, Heath Slater, and he just replied, "Nope." And, and I don't know if that's an angle or if he's 100 serious, but. I think with AEW, they should kind of they should really be careful with trying to hire a lot of WWE talent, especially the ones that were recently released. Yeah, because I it would look in the eyes of many as uh, TNA light, where a lot of the where back in the day, uh, TNA would hire a lot of former WWE talent. Yeah, and they're doing so good with the guys that they do have already. They have you know guys like um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, then you have MJF. You, you have guys that you've built on your own. No, no need to bring in a bunch of WWE people because they're, you know, names, quote unquote. Uh, but there are guys from WWE that I'd probably look, take a look at. Uh, the Revival, I think, would be a great addition to AEW. Um, I'm glad you mentioned The Revival, by the way. I set it up just uh, for you. Yeah, the, uh, perfect, perfect timing. Um, in the latest episode of, of Being the Elite, it was uh, heavily teased that um, the, that the revival, now known as the Revolt, um, they're they're signed to AEW. Now, as far as uh, oh, yeah. the actual contract goes, uh, we don't know, but it, it appears it might be where like they can actually work other dates as well, which is perfect for them because those guys are also suited for NWA. If they yeah. have, um if they sign NWA as well, I could see them as like, you know, being the cornerstone of that tag team division as well. And actually of that brand, because they scream old school. They scream NWA. I will so start watching NWA out. again for sure. I stopped. I don't know. I don't know. It's just too much wrestling, but I would start watching again if they were there. It, it is. Is it still going on? NWA? Yeah. yeah, but I think they're like mini episodes now. I don't think they're like full on productions. I see. It, it would seem like a mini episode anyway, but like yeah. even when it's at full full capacity, but yeah. Um, on being the elite, there was a little. They ended the the last episode with them looking up in the clouds, and it says FTR in the clouds. Ooh. So that's just like a little like they're coming. So, and then remember on Twitter they were talking about Dash Wilder, or one of the guys from the revival wrote, uh, "One day you will see the revival versus the Young Bucks." Mark my word, and here we are. We're gonna get it. I'm excited. It's two years in the making, you know, um, arguably two of the best tag teams um, in the past couple of years. Like that love tag team wrestling. That's 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 the big part for me, at least, is they love tag team wrestling. Like they they uh, they, they're not interested in like singles gold. They want to bring up tag team wrestling. And I, I I'm all about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. that'll be a hell of a match for sure. When does when and if, but it's not actually if it's going to be when. Yeah, it's a, it's it's when it's going to happen, and uh, I I just I, I have a feeling it's going to be very special, and they want to prove, and especially the revival, the, uh, the revolt rather, they want to <laughs> prove what they can do. Oh yeah, we know they can go. They put on some fucking legendary NXT matches. So yeah. Um, what else we got, Dick? All right, so um, now we, we talked about earlier about Florida slowly reopening up and um, the idea of having some live attendance coming up in the next couple months. Well, it appears everywhere else they're still canceling. Um, Ring of Honor just announced earlier this week that all their June shows are off the off the books. So um, it, it appears. Um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in July, August, September? You know. It's going to be um, really interesting to see what's going to happen with Ring of Honor in particular, but 
all the all the June shows that they've um, they advertised are all canceled. Uh, WWE also announced that um, their tour in Australia, New Zealand, that was supposed to be coming up in August, is canceled as well. Damn, that's far away. So that's far away as well. So, and not to mention, what does this leave with the Saudi shows? Because uh, the Saudi shows are typically around October, early November. They're getting their show. <laughs> They're I getting mean, one their way show or another for I mean, sure. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, they're I, getting I just, their show. I, they, they're they're, they're going to get their show one way or another. I they're going to pay. I, Buku I don't like bucks. that idea at all. If they if they go, but uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe that would be the time for WWE, the the talent to be like, we're not doing this show, and actually stand up against Vince and whatever they want to do. But if it's going to come down to what Vince wants, they're going to get a show. Well, at the end of the day, it's Vince McMahon. He's gonna he's the final say in everything. Speaking of which, I noticed this wasn't in the news uh, notes that we have, but is WWE for sale? That was, ru- that was rumored uh, because uh, they touted the idea of um, of being sold or, or wanting to sell the company. Uh, Vince did talk about it briefly in the, in the um, earnings report. And um, the, one of the biggest names that was rumored to do that, if that was going to be the case, was going to be Disney, Disney slash ABC. Um, in that capacity that they can afford to buy up WWE. Disney. Damn. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was seeing I, Fox and ESPN were also interested in buying WWE also. That'd be weird, though. I wonder how they would run it. I'm scared they would run. I don't know. That's, That's that'd be weird. At least, okay, at least we have Vince and we know what to expect from Vince, right? Mm-hmm. If you leave it up to like a corporation like an ESPN where they're going to have like focus groups to, wanting to talk about how do we get this person or like how do, do they even know how to run a, a wrestling company? That's what I that's what I'm worried about. You know, um, it, would well, even more, it would be for, even more those, like. It would sorry, be, go ahead. It would be even more corporized than it already is at, at NWB right now. I think it would be even more like. I don't know. Corporized. Is that even a word? Or yeah, or I guess it is now. But um, you could, <laughs> yeah, it's super watered down. What if they make it like WMAC Masters? You know, it could. We be. know how important it is to have a safe. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, that that was just a rumor I saw that I I know we we didn't have in our notes that I remembered right now. And historically, when it comes to uh, those who are non wrestling uh, personalities or have no experience in the wrestling business running a wrestling company. Uh, it's typically uh, more often than not ends in failure. Uh, you look at uh, problems that would be Jim Hurd in WCW in the early nineties. Oh yeah. Uh, he tried to run WCW and it failed miserably. Yeah. Um, he, he changed a lot of stuff that didn't need to be changed. Uh, like taking the, uh, the padding out on the floor. So when people do bumps out on the floor, they would get hurt even more. Uh and that's just one example of someone coming in and messing with things that are already working. Um, anything else we got, Dick? With um, going back to it, I mean, um, just with Wall Street, with Vince McMahon, they see Vince McMahon as the only person who can run the company. Yeah, absolutely. So if, let's say they happen to do sell, will Wall Street have enough confidence in whoever does own WWE with the same confidence that they would have with Vince McMahon? That's another question that would be answered. I think Vince is, I mean, for Vince's sake um, and his family, like he can pass that down to his family. I mean, might as well keep this billion dollar thing going 
in his own family rather than give it to someone else. It could potentially ruin it. Um, his whole legacy, you know, could be washed away. And AEW can come in and pick the bones. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. talking to you, Byron. It's never going to happen, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but my, my opinion of it, though, I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't, I don't see WWE selling to no. a bigger corporation yet. Um, the only way I could see that is if they see that the numbers or the profits from the TV uh, deals are not making enough and it's getting to the point where, okay, you know what, let's just cut our losses and just sell the company. Yeah. And then yeah, it becomes, not yet. I don't a- think so. And then it becomes AEWWE. <laughs> That'd be the worst name, but I'd, I'd laugh at it every time yeah. they did. Um, anything else, Dick? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, that's pretty much covered the news for this week. All right. Um, before we get into the recaps for the week, I want to give it. I want to uh, give a little throwaway to uh, a new segment, a, a reoccurring segment, a segment you haven't seen in a while, um, called "On This Day," where we talk about you know stuff that happened in WWE history that happened on this day. And today, a bouncing baby boy named Dwayne The Rock Johnson was brought into this world. May second. 1972, The Rock was born and changed the wrestling world forever. Um, so on this day, we're gonna celebrate The Rock. What do you guys? Uh, rem- what do, what, are, what do you guys? Some of your favorite Rock moments that that have come out of his uh, long, long feeling but short run in WWE. Uh, the greatest moment for me, I'm sure you guys are gonna replay the sentiment, is his match versus Hogan. To me, that was like. My favorite rock moment for a lot of reasons. One, because Hogan is a Jordan, Michael Jordan of wrestling. <laughs> but uh, like we established straight later, but but yeah, that that shit, like, whoa, that was crazy. And he worked through that match, even though the crowd reaction was not what he expected. They had to flip and, it mid-match, right? Yeah, it was insane. It was so sick. I thought that's one of my favorite rock moments. I'm gonna save the other ones for you guys, but that's that's the one that stands out the most. It shows his greatness. It's crazy. Um, what do you got, Dick? Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you could argue as well that could be one of Hogan's uh, greatest moments as well. Um, you know, that was uh, the beginning of the Hogan Renaissance in WWE when he came back a second time. To me, I, The Rock will always be connected with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It will always be, those two will always be connected. Um, in the Attitude Era, two biggest stars. I mean, you can even argue it's two of the biggest stars that WWE ever had at the same time. You know, the WrestleMania matches, 15 was was good, but the, the match of 17 was like, to me, was like the apex of the Attitude Era, and really the apex for both guys' careers, because their careers really weren't the same, and I'm talking about in-ring careers, really weren't the same after that. Um, sure, Rock had his match with Hogan the following year, um, but Austin's career after that, I mean, it was kind of, it was going on a downward trend. And The Rock just wasn't the same after that either. So I think to me, uh, Rock Austin, WrestleMania 17, to me, will be a special place in my heart because that was like the apex of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, those both really good examples. I, I want to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deep cut on this one. Uh, when he joined the Nation of Domination, I I, I marked out because I would, I was one of those kids that liked Rocky Maivia. I liked the tassels. <laughs> I liked the crazy hair. Um, I thought this guy was cool. And then um, I didn't realize no one liked him but me. Um, so when he joined the Nation Domination, and that really set forth the path of The Rock and what he would eventually become, the, the heel, the, the shit talker, 
Um, I really like that. And then also, if I'm going to pick out a match uh, at Survivor Series, he had a ladder match for the Intercontinental title against Triple H. That match, I feel like, put The Rock really on the map. Put him in that upper, like, mid uh, main event level for sure. Yeah, man, it's crazy. The Rock's had so many moments. You're, you're like you said, um, he had a short career that seemed really long. For you know, he was a fucking like flash in a bottle. It was crazy the effect he had. Yeah, not just on wrestling, but in pop culture. Like I heard everybody in the school year try to imitate The Rock. You know, if like, you smell like right. so many jabroni, good catchphrases. The word jabroni. Come on now. Oh my God, jabroni. We haven't even talked about jabroni. That's the that's the biggest contribution he's brought into my <laughs> life is saying the word jabroni. Dude, jabroni. And- and the, funny, and the funny thing about it is that he didn't coin the term. That term was around for a long time. He made it popular. Right. He made yeah. it he made it uh he made it trendy in, in the English language. That was the uh that was just what the boys would say in the back for a word for a jobber, you know, jabroni. Uh I I think Sheiky baby might he I think he said he's got it from the Sheik, Iron Sheik. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. That jabroni, that jabroni red rooster. <laughs> oh uh, yeah side note uh i know i know andrew's tried it and i tried it last night uh his new tequila is pretty damn good good price point solid taste pretty strong stuff. it's I a bottle it. of tequila the size of a vodka bottle of, of vodka right. like it's a big bottle of tequila it tastes good um go check it out terramana i think is what Terramana. it's called yeah cool um, bottle too very cool bottle yeah we still have maybe about a quarter left we went pretty ham on it the first night we got it <laughs> Oh. Um, but yeah, definitely go check it out. It's about thirty bucks. That's pretty much where where how much it is everywhere. Um, Real quickly though, another thing that I don't think any of us mentioned was um, the matches, the rivalry they had with Mick Foley. I mean, oh me, dude, Mick Foley submitted him to, to being a main event guy. Um, the, the matches he had the Royal Rumble. I mean, the the, the chair shots that he gave Foley were brutal. Some would say it was um, just it was too much even and Foley did everything in his power to make the rock a main eventer just like the following year he made triple h a main eventer yeah mick foley definitely sacrificed his own brain for the rock because uh those chair shots were crazy it's crazy that the uh the uh beyond the mat was uh just so happened to be filming you know that whole day um for the movie beyond the mat scene right when his daughter, when Noelle is crying because her dad is getting beat to shit, handcuffed, just taking straight headshots of, with a chair. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy that, that the timing for that was so perfect. Little did you know she's going to have a fat ass when she grows up. <laughs> <laughs> Same like her dad. Um, but yeah, so want to give a big happy birthday to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, whatever movie said he's working on today, or maybe he's not. Um, but yeah. Uh, what happened on in wrestling this week? I like I said earlier, I feel like this this show's kind of just all these shows, AEW included, is just kind of running in place. Not really a lot happening. Just waiting for all this quarantine stuff to be done or you know minimized at least. Um, so I that's what I'm. That's just how I feel about these shows. Raw. I watched a little bit of Raw, and Raw was kind of just. The same show we had the week before that and the week before that, not really a lot going on. I did see the uh, the contract signing with Drew and Seth, which I thought Drew cut a pretty good promo. He said he what he said he told Seth he's full of shit, literally. Um, mm-hmm. And he said he's gonna you know if you're gonna come at me you better go for my throat because I'm gonna go for yours. I thought those were real powerful words. 
again, this Money in the Bank is, I, I didn't even know it was next week, which it is next week. We'll, we'll give our predictions for the show next week. Next but, Sunday, yes. Um, what did you guys think of Raw? But, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, you're right. It was a slow week, but with that Drew, Drew McIntyre segment, I thought, um, <clears throat> oh, there's something in my throat. I hope it's not corona. But, uh, Murphy, had, Murphy had a really good fucking, um, you know, you could tell he's he's up next. His new outfit was kind of cool, pseudo cool, but I'm not sure how I feel about it completely. But you could tell the that him and Seth are going to have something big going forward. And imagine that match when that does happen. Um, yeah. You know, whether Seth becomes the champion and Buddy overtakes him, it's going to be insane. Like, the future is bright for that feud and for Buddy, obviously. I'm glad they're sticking with him. Yeah, because I thought, like, I was talking about it last week. I thought they were going to start getting rid of, like, toning down the Monday Night Messiah thing, but the disciple's still there, uh, Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Um, yeah, it's a good name to the disciple. That shit's kind of tight. It's going to it's gonna stick. I, I think so, the too. Disciple Buddy Murphy. <laughs> also, there's, it's funny that behind you in the NWO picture, the disciple is next to Rodman. Oh, shit. Yes, how he weird. Is. That's the yes, disciple. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, okay. Bootleg, by the way, I hate that guy. <laughs> Bootleg Ultimate Warrior, dude. <laughs> dude. So bad. Um, another highlight for Raw for me was Zelina Vegas' shoes. Um, oh, I was fine. waiting for her to right? I'm glad she didn't. Those things were... I've never seen shoes like that worn in public that wasn't like at a strip club. They have to be so uncomfortable. They don't look yeah, comfortable. There's no way she loves that. She was there's on no stilts. She, they were so tall. She, You know how little she is. She was the same height as Andrade. It was crazy. That's right. Other than that, what else happened? All right, anything stick out to you guys? I mean, like we uh, talked about before the show. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Like we, talked, like we talked about before the show, it's crazy. It's two weeks in a row, the MVPs of wrestling are the Mexicans. Oh yeah, they hard, to work. The hard workers. To work the hardest time. <laughs> the work hard ethic, workers. Work ethic. Work ethic. Arriba, everybody. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, we had not only pulling double duty, but putting on like a 40 minute match in the uh, beginning with uh was a triple uh six man tag match good guys versus bad right. guys but then you have andrade and apollo going again for another like 30 minutes andrade is stealing the show every week and i love Taking it a- yeah i would i would say this week is more apollo because they at first they highlighted him as the main as a main attraction as far as what are they going to do with him because he did pick up the win in the six man tag he went backstage and challenged uh, Andrade for a U.S. title match. Um, uh, the, and then the ending toward that match where he looked like he he, he hurt his knee. Uh, Quote, unquote. Threw, uh, the ref threw the match out, and now he's out of uh, money in the bank. They did the thing I don't like to do. They He didn't even check on him. He just asked Apollo if he's okay, and then Apollo, Apollo said, I'm fine, and he threw the match out. Like, make sure, like, I don't know, that, give me a little bit more uh, – Validation as to why you're going to throw out this match. This is a championship match, you know. Um, but like you said, they it looked like they were going to go a certain way with Apollo, and then you got Swerve, bro, and now he's out of Money in the Bank. So what are we what are we going to get now? Well, Monday is going to be a um, they're going to have a match to determine who's going to take his spot, like a second chance uh, a second chance match. I'm not sure who's going to be in it. But whoever wins, they're going to take um, Apollo's spot, and um, they'll be uh, they'll be uh, wrestling and money in the bank uh, on Sunday. Corporate Kane, pretty much. Fuck it. Pretty Who knows? It could be anyone. Um, anything else happen on Raw? 
I don't really remember. Did you guys see that triple? The, I, I would say it was a triple threat match, but it was a uh, was a Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Oscar. Oh, we got bait and switched. What was that about? Because it, it, they were advertising it as a as a match. I was excited for when, it. I mean, <laughs> you're right. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't excited for it. But like, no, I, I watched. Those are like three of the the hardest hitting people that they have on the roster to all fight in one match. I'm excited for it. Um, I don't think the bell ever rang, and they just ended up uh, just throwing it out. Um, which I mean, I, I guess it's there to get Nia Jax over, but whatever. Which it did, which it did, and then they played her music after, and I'm like, wait, this was this even a match to begin with? Because it didn't. It appeared like when they were uh, before before that started, they were advertising it as a match. But yeah. it just felt weird. It was Bait just, it, and switch, bro. You gotta swerve the audience, bro. Um, let's so. let's switch over to anything else happened. Uh, uh, SmackDown, SmackDown. Oh, was sorry kinda... about that. I hate. I my face was just like ready to sneeze. Ooh, I hate when that happens. When it's right there, it's right on the cusp. And it's, uh, it's exactly what it was. And um, you know, real quickly about Raw. Uh, it's it's starting to affect the it's starting to affect the ratings. It's been in this long decline. I mean, obviously, I'm in no but, rush to watch uh, Raw. 1.8 million views for Raw. That's it's just declining little by little. It, you know, uh, these shows are. I mean, how low can it go at this point? I think if they dip under one million, they're going to have serious problems. It's going to be bad if it goes under one million. Um, and I don't know. I mean, will it will it reach that peak? Will it reach that milestone? I hate to use the term milestone for this before the audiences come back. You know, that's just that's something to think about. I feel like this is their chance to be doing something different, and they're not doing anything different. They're giving us rematches every week. Um, at least AEW is keeping things semi-fresh with a lot more like uh, vignettes and things like that to like build up the characters and let us know who this person is. I, I heard that they did a great job on Scorpio Sky again this week. Um, they've done little vignettes on like Lance Archer. They have you know some kind of crowd in the audience. Um, but WWE, I feel like they're just giving us the same stuff every single week. I mean, at least on Raw, they're they're making an effort to establish Zelina's faction as um, as a credible threat on on that show. So I'll yeah. give them credit for that. But um, it's just like with without a live and and how do you gauge the audience? How do you gauge who's over and who's not over with 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 no interaction? That's another thing. I mean, it's not just WWE as well. It's also AEW. It's it's a wrestling problem too. Yeah, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, anything on SmackDown? Uh, Daniel Bryan and Baron Corbin. Who's going to Money in the Bank? Well, uh, they did have a match. Oh, um, Daniel Bryan and, and Baron Corbin are both in the match. They just had a match. Yeah, yeah, and it ended up in a it ended up being in a DQ match, or actually it was a DQ. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan won be DQ. After the match, uh, Nakamura and Cesaro uh, jumped Daniel Bryan. Um, and I don't know, it appears that those two are, uh, since their leaders, uh, not wrestling at the moment, Sami Zayn, uh, they're, they're, looks like they're, they're, uh, aligning themselves with Corbin in the meantime, perhaps. That's so weird. Why does Corbin always need people around him? He's just like, uh, what's his face? Um, why can't I think of it right now? Um, why can't I think of it right now? Not Jeff Jarrett. Um, uh, Randy Orton? 
I don't know. I feel like they they don't trust Corbin to do it by himself to be like a bad guy. So he has to have like henchmen all the time. I guess uh, it's Triple H. Triple, oh, H, Triple H, H. Yeah. Triple H for sure needed henchmen all the time. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of is Triple H. Uh, but I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it because Nakamura and Cesaro are already in a faction with um, Sami Zayn. And just because Sami Zayn isn't there doesn't mean they can't. They have to like find a different leader, you know? I agree. Daniel Bryan's new tights are horrendous, too. I wasn't a fan of those. I I've, don't know what the hell to do with that. I've but. never really liked his gear. I, I like the maroon, like, Bayside High ones. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. And the black, when he went black again. The black ones like, were dope, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, are they giving the Forgotten Sons, like, a legit push? That was wild. I did not expect that result. I was like, what the fuck? Apparently, uh, they won the nine <laughs> title match versus the New Day. Yeah, that. I mean, that's crazy. They did. That's crazy because they were absolutely shit on every single week. And this might go back to your theory, Dick. It was like, how are they gauging who's over and who's not? Because the crowds might come back and shit all over the Forgotten Sons by the time that they think WWE thinks that there's something. Yeah, hopefully. Who knows? And then, I'm, I'm, I mean, I understand why they're on SmackDown because you they, they desperately do need tag teams to be on that show. And it's not just SmackDown, also on Raw as well. So I understand why they're being brought up because um, I'm getting quite tired of seeing any combination of the New Day and the Usos um, wrestling at this point. Yeah, it's really long in the tooth. <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're legitly the only two tag teams on SmackDown, like a real established team that's on SmackDown. So, And, and you also have Miz and Morrison as well. Who are fantastic on commentary. Well, the Miz is, but Morrison, not quite the mic guy, but... Both the both of them together work as a duo. I like them. Was it last week that the Miz tried to do a kip up and failed? Yes. <laughs> you won't get that. that. You won't see MJF doing that. He should call Orange Cassidy and see if he uh, <laughs> yeah. has kip up lessons. Orange Cassidy can do it in, with his hands in his pocket. Um, it takes forever, but it still works. And that's I'm why the Miz is John Morrison to help him better at that. <laughs> and that's why no, the Miz that's is a core man for sure. Uh, but yeah. SmackDown dipped into a one point nine. In the ratings, um, not good, not good. Because when they started, they were at four million, and that's significant because that's the first time it was under two million under Fox. You would have never thought this would happen. Yeah. Well, the highlight of the whole show was to me, like I mentioned earlier, the star-making performances and the potential of um, Mandy and Sonia. Like, damn, they're actually giving it their all with that feud. I think it's gonna blow up. Uh, both of them, I could see being champions, especially after this. I don't know how they're going to book and who's going to get a title shot first or even if they do, but there's mad potential in both of them, especially Sonya. She surprised me a lot because I know Mandy could be a champ, um, but Sonya's so, really been breaking out these last couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm she, excited for that. She's coming into her own. She's giving good promos um, and, and she can, she can go. Um, I'm all, I've been team Sonya since tough enough, by the way, I'll say that right now. Oh, Oh gee. Um, and I'm, I'm actually surprised by that because I think a lot of people's fears were that if Sonya and Mandy were broken up, Sonya was going to be left in the dust because Mandy was there. Uh, Mandy was in a position to be one of the top female stars uh, not only on SmackDown, but also in the company as well. Well, she's hot. So it, it's <laughs> she's hot. I mean, you look at her. I mean, uh, it clear. I mean, just look at her. I mean, it's it's obvious as to why they want to put her in that position. Oh yeah. But it's great to see Mandy. I mean, um, Sonya be, being allowed to be up up in that same tier as her, and you know, um, they both came up with with this rivalry, and it appears that it might they might um, have a match at Money in the Bank, um, and it. 
hopefully this will help elevate both of them. I mean, obviously it's going to help Mandy, but I want to, I mean, this could absolutely help Sonia as well. Yeah. I think, uh, I think big things are, are, are on the way for both of them. Um, because I know the women's division just needs help. I think in general, um, if yeah. it's not the tag division, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it, but they lost fit Finley. So <laughs> good luck getting the, the girls. Some, yeah, something to chew we'll on. see how that goes. Um, NXT was pretty chill. Um, I always, I didn't watch. I think I watched the Keith Lee match was cool. I heard that match I, was um, good. Damien Priest can go. <laughs> can go for sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, they're uh, a, a, a big guy match. Um, I Damian Priest is a great athlete. Uh, if you've seen his work in Ring of Honor, you would know what he can do in the ring. Uh, I think, that, like you guys mentioned, I mean, you you mock his theme song quite a bit, Byron, but it's <laughs> true. I think the theme song is not helping him at all. It's funny. It's hilarious. And then, yeah, uh, NXT, like, Dick, you were talking about, this was probably the highlight of the week, maybe, the, the Matt Riddle thing. That shit was uh, def- definitely on NXT. Um, it was like um, the newlywed segment, um, the newlywed game that they played. Newly um, Bros. I mean, uh, Newly Bros. Yeah, that just goes to show you how it, outdated that uh, that was. But thank God Matt Riddle was able to carry that segment because if it was anyone else aside from Matt Riddle, I that segment would have bombed. Yeah, I need yeah. to go back and watch it. It sounded like it had potential to bomb. It's so funny though. Like I, I don't know if they're again. We can't tell how it would be without the crowd, but I don't know. There's some idiots in the crowd, who, like myself, who would love that. That shit's funny to me. It was ridiculously bad. And Byron Saxon is horrible, but in this, in this particular segment, it works because it's supposed to be a, a shit. It show. was so horrible and cheesy that it worked. I mean, he dressed <laughs> up in a polyester cladded suit. There was a laugh track involved. Um, and they, they, you hear like the laugh track going off on all these terrible jokes. It, it was so corny, so cheesy that it worked. I'm down yeah. with that. I'm, I'm, I like silly. Uh, so give me more silly in wrestling. Exactly. Especially nowadays. Yeah. We need something. Um, yeah. Let's see. Swerve Scott beat uh, El Hijo de Fantasma. Uh, I'm, that's surprising because I didn't realize that that's King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. Yeah. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Uh, finally uh, getting his big break. It was a, it was a, it was a great match. I mean, uh, great, great opening segment to kick off the cruiserweight tournament. Uh, if you've seen these guys in Lucha Underground, you know what they can do, especially King Cuerno. Uh, he was one of the athlete. stars for sure. Yes, yes, he was. Um, Sir Scott, we've seen what he can do in the ring as well. Uh, uh, so I'm it was a great big. way to open up the segment. Um, and also uh, Drake Maverick and Tony Nice as well. They had an interesting match. I mean. I'm glad they're they're putting Drake Maverick in a position where they you know you feel sympathy for the guy, even though we already know he's gone from the company. He's Is not he? Coming back. Did we get worked? He's not coming back. They made those announcements already. Like, did we get worked? I feel like no, we might have got worked. I think, or he cut the promo of his life, posted it, and they're running with it, and he might be around for a little while longer. We're oh, absolutely you. the latter. Absolutely the latter. Cool. We're getting worked, I think. I think we got no, worked. I don't think we're getting worked. I think he was the one. I think he was the one that maybe saved his own job. Um, and he, he they're bringing him back. Right. He's doing good. And like he's a good wrestler. We all know that. Um, charismatic guy. I think he's sticking around, man. We might have got the good old working work going on. <laughs> you gotta swerve, bro. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, um, that's that was kind of a crazy revelation. I'm like, dude, they're giving this guy a lot of TV time. 
it wouldn't do that for just some random jabroni. Shout out to The Rock again. Um, That's on his way out? Yeah. You, I don't think, think so. Maybe they're throw him a bone and be like, here, let's maximize your last couple days here. Let's get your shit in. And then, <laughs> you know, hopefully this is a good resume for you or something. Who well, knows? I mean, if, 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 he, if he's back, great for him. Uh, I, I, and I hope that's the case. Uh, but they are they were using him to for the entire duration of the tournament. And then after that, he's no longer employed by WWE. I don't we'll see what happens, though. I mean, because right now, I mean, he's giving some of the best work that he's ever done in WWE. Yeah, they're, they're actually let him wrestle. He hasn't really wrestled any matches. Um, do we know who the masked uh, kidnappers are that keep popping up in the in the parking lot? No, but they need to really up their security, though. What the fuck? <laughs> anyone can just drive and grab anyone on camera and not get in trouble, investigated? We need a search party for uh, the guys that have been kidnapped already. There's not that many people out because the corona is oh, easy yeah. to find. It's a good time to kidnap. You would think, right? <laughs> it's a good time to kidnap people during the coronavirus. <laughs> Um, that's funny how was aew i missed i missed aew this week too which yeah. is very uh not andrew of me it's a solid episode i mean both nxt and aew were both solid this week i thought um you know they they the two matches for the tnt tournament uh did were were this week as well cody and darby had a had another good match uh, probably not as good as uh their previous matches per se but solid match nonetheless uh, Darby tried to, or Cody tried to do a, a coffin drop, but uh, Darby was able to uh, escape or to, to counter it. And as Darby was doing his own coffin drop, he nailed it, executed it. But the way he landed, Cody just used enough momentum to uh, cover his shoulders up to get the to get the pin and moving on to the finals. So I thought the Dang. execution of the finish was actually pretty interesting. Like it was definitely different. So we're gonna get Archer and Cody. That's gonna be. That's gonna be crazy, dude. Archer and uh, um, I think that might be for for double or nothing. I want to say is double or nothing still going on. Is that a go for sure? Not yes, live, but not in Vegas. Not it's gonna be at, at uh, the da- at Daly's place. Okay, uh, that's that's crazy. Um, oh, <laughs> and my- as you mentioned with uh, with Archer, Archer Dustin match, I thought was amazing. It was pretty damn good for. Uh, for for two uh for two big guys uh, in particular back to back main events match. for uh back to back main events for Dustin the natural um also I wanted to talk about the Manitoba melee that was my highlight uh without watching AW that that was my highlight of the the week for me um it was oh, basically I think that was the best segment of the inner circles of, of the inner circle so far yeah it was basically uh you, you see all these TikTok uh, videos where like they someone does like a dance and then they put their hand to the camera and then a, a new person pops out and they do like a little dance, whatever. That's basically what this was, but they were fighting each other. So it started off with the inner circle guys punching each other. Like one guy would punch the camera and then they go back and then they like react to it. And then they go back and like punch, punch the camera again. But then it started going a little weird. Chris Jericho's dad uh, made an appearance. Uh, yep. Lou Ferrigno with a taser made an appearance. Uh, Brad Williams, uh, the, 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 uh, I don't want to say the wrong word. The little guy, comedian. comedian he's a he's a little guy. Um, he did he did <laughs> a caterpillar. Um, Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, Jane Silent Bob were in there. Uh, I thought it was a really Great fun time. segment, really different, something that AW I think does a lot better than WWE. Nikki Guerrero was in there as well. 
yeah, there's a lot of cameos in here. Uh, by far, like I said, by far the best inner circle segment that they've, they've done, or the inner bunch, I should say. Yeah. Um, how do, how do the two shows That's stack great. up? AEW nine hundred sixty three thousand, NXT six hundred and thirty seven thousand. Uh, so uh, still- six six ninety three AEW six thirty seven NXT. Um, both shows were down, but AEW does win again uh, this week. Yeah, they were they they were at that milli marker not too long ago. I feel like. I know. That was like- I- I mean, if you look at the trends for all the shows, I mean, all the shows are down, and um, I wonder if the, the lack of, of a crowd is definitely hurting them. I wonder if it's like that for other shows. I mean, actually, no, I I, I don't think it is because the Michael Jordan Last Dance, uh, that's getting like record record that's people right. watching, like tens of millions of people watching that. Yeah, and um, I mean, also at the same time to consider, you know, basketball is obviously going to be more well known. Um, than, than yeah. professional wrestling. There's going to be a lot more basketball fans than pro wrestling fans. Yeah, that's but, true. But, yeah, these numbers are uh, they're definitely all on the down. It, it doesn't matter if you're AW or WWE. Uh, I, the fact that we're going through a pandemic right now, there's no live attendance, and that's definitely hurting the shows. I mean, AEW's trying to have, you know, they're having people in the audience. I give them credit for doing that, and it's helping. It's helping the show, but it's just like, it's just like it's just not helping the numbers at the moment. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, we stay in place for a little while longer. That way, we can make sure that we're all you know safe before we start putting ourselves around a lot of different people. Um, you guys got anything else you guys want to add to the show? Uh, last last bit of not news, but side note: uh, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Four. I'm excited for that. So what, I don't know. What, is that coming out on PlayStation? I think it's all cross-platform. Ooh, I'm down to buy that. All right, got to check it out then. I've actually been playing a lot of Call of Duty, which is cross-platform. Uh, PlayStation, you should get on it, Dick. It's free. It is. It's hard as fuck, though. Buy oh, it. shit. All right. Yeah, well, we, I'll check it out then. We play all the time. Um, add me, bro. Uh, Edward 40 on hands on Xbox. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for our show this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, downloading, subscribing, uh, not watching the live stream this week, but we will be doing it next week. Um, what else? What else do I got to plug? I think that's it. Money in the Bank watch along, maybe? Oh, yeah. Money in the Bank watch along. Uh, we're going to try to get a stream uh, for Twitch. If not Twitch, we'll stick to our YouTube channel. Uh, but we'll definitely be doing the watch along for Money in the Bank next Sunday. So definitely come join us, hang out, talk to us. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Put Me Over Podcast. Uh, but until then, wash your hands and never forget, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting. And we will see you next week. <laughs>